you for joining the ladies of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table, because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen, and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Hey, it's Hannah here. Welcome back to another episode of Her Portion. If you've listened to the other episodes, then you know that this month has been about our adornment as found in 1 Timothy 2.9. All the other ladies have done a fantastic job sharing what they've found through studying and what the Lord gave them specifically. I must admit that this subject took me a while to know exactly what I would be talking about. After praying, though, and going over the scriptures, I found what I believe the Lord wants this episode to be about. So we're just going to get right into it. And first, I'm going to read 1 Timothy chapter 2, 9-10. through 10. It says, In like manner also, that women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided hair, or gold, or pearls, or costly array, but which becometh women professing godliness with good works. Now, Crystal did a great job defining a lot of these terms, and if you haven't listened to her episode, I encourage you to. She defines them in the very beginning. Today, though, we're going to talk about that word, sobriety. And if you know me, then you know I've talked about addiction quite a bit in the past, but that is not what I'm going to talk to you about today. The word sober means a sound mind, self-control. We're going to address your thoughts, the reasons why you may not have a sound mind or a mind at peace, and I'm going to give you tangible steps through God's word as to how you can overcome them. So in this passage, the women he's referring to were very into going overboard with their dress and their jewelry and their hair. And it's not that wearing jewelry or doing your hair or having nice clothes is bad. In fact, I really like how Jackie pointed out in her episode that the Proverbs 31 woman is an example to Christian women. And the Bible says that she was clothed in scarlet and fine linen and that those are not cheap materials. So going back to 1 Timothy, these women that he's addressing were excessive and most likely very judgmental towards each other and others who did not have these things. They used their outward possessions as a statement that didn't point others to Christ, but towards themselves. So he tells them how they should be adorned, which means how they should be displaying their God-given beauty. And when he gets to the term sobriety, it means a sound mind and it means moderation. He's saying that there needs to be moderation of their desires and their passions. So women love clothing. Maybe it's not your thing. Um, But women, for the most part, love clothing, jewelry, and just to look put together. But these women had no control over it. They let it run their lives all the way to it becoming their main passion. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying fashion and jewelry and makeup, as I already said. And I love how Jackie and Courtney share a host of affordable, modest clothing on their Instagrams. But there certainly is a problem when there's no moderation, when the adorning becomes an obsession 
And when your heart is no longer fixed upon professing Christ um, through your looks and outward appearance, but rather how good you look, how great your body looks, how beautiful you are, how your hair is just the bomb. (laughs) Um, Sobriety in the area of our outward appearance means the things we enjoy in the realm of beauty are in moderation in our hearts. They're not wrong, but they're not supposed to be the sole passion of our lives. Christ is. So what about your thoughts though? We could seriously talk about this forever and I'm learning about it all the time. Everything you do and say starts from a thought. The way you feel about yourself is in your thoughts. The way you feel about your spouse and your children are in your thoughts. The way you respond to preaching and the Holy Spirit's conviction starts in your thoughts. And the way you handle the attacks of Satan on you has a lot to do with your thoughts. When you entertain certain things, you allow them in your heart and then they rest in your mind and eventually they'll come out. Matthew 12, 34 says, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Because we cannot address every single kind of thought today, I just want to address negative thinking. Negative thinking is when you know God has told you to do something, but then your thoughts of why you can't do it spiral out of control. It's when you're being tempted to do the same sin you keep taking to the Lord and asking forgiveness for. And in that moment of temptation, you think, well, I just keep messing up anyways. And it's especially when you have made the choice to forgive someone and you are truly working on that. And seemingly out of nowhere, you start to replay what they've done and you find it hard to not get angry or hurt all over again. And then you're just left feeling like you didn't truly forgive them. Have you been there before? It's also when the voice of fear, depression, and anxiety is just so loud that all those thoughts of being a failure and no one caring about you makes you even question your own life. This is the opposite of a sober mind. This is not sound and peaceful. This is chaos and pain, and this is not from God, nor is it the way he wants you to live. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Satan is the author of confusion and the father of lies, and God is the author and finisher of our faith. God is the one who sent his only son to die for you, so that you could not only go to heaven someday, but that you might live in peace. John 16.33 says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. John 10.10 says, The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come, that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Do you believe the scriptures? Do you believe God when he says he wants nothing but peace for you? I hear you, sister in Christ. Your thoughts have been a pain for you and have brought pain for a very long time. And I pray today that even if you take just one thing away from this episode, that it would help you to start your journey to a sober mind, which is a mind at peace. First, you need to recognize those wrong thoughts and remember that they're not from God. 
And then I'm going to give you three things you need to do when those thoughts come into your mind. So get a pen and paper, write this down because I'm being really serious right now. And I want you to take these with you. If you want victory over this, please put into practice what I'm about to tell you to do and do it consistently. And I promise you, God will come through for you because he has for me every single time. Okay, so are you ready? Number one is pray. We definitely underestimate the power of prayer. And when I say pray, I mean, as soon as that thought enters your mind, cry out to God with your whole heart and beg him to take those thoughts away. Remind God how hard you're trying and that you really need his help. Remove yourself from where you're at. Go walk, go do something. Ideally, getting in God's word would be the best, but at the very least, just remove yourself. The second one is praise. So guess what happens when you start to praise God? When Satan tempts you and reminds you of your past or he reminds you of the wrong that has been done to you and you start praising God out loud, you better believe after so many times of doing that, he's going to flee because he hates God and he doesn't want to be the reason that you're praising him. So when you start thinking negative thoughts about your spouse, start praising God for what you love about your spouse. When you're tempted to get angry at so-and-so, start praising God for them. Psalm 99.3 says, Let them praise thy great and terrible name, for it is holy. And then number three, and the last one, is plead the blood of Christ. If you're saved and you know Christ is your Savior, you are a child of God, and you're covered by his precious blood. Satan and his demons will flee at the mention of his name and his blood because they've been defeated by it. You might feel silly doing this if you've never have before, but if you feel that presence of oppression and then you plead the blood of Christ and that presence goes away, you'll never feel weird about it again because you will have experienced the power of his blood. Pleading the blood looks like saying out loud, I'm a child of God, I'm I'm covered in the blood of Christ, and you cannot have me or my mind. Revelation 12.11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. That's truly it. So let's review. Pray, praise, plead the blood of Christ. Be sober-minded, sister. That means have moderation in your passions of beauty and fashion. Have moderation in your desires. Keep a sound mind. Fight against the devil with God's word. Don't let him have your thoughts joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's Word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the Scriptures. Until next time.